You're listening to Modded. And on today's episode, we are here live in Anaheim at the Packing District, and we're talking to Fernie De La Rosa, the man, the myth, the guy with the black Evo, and the guy who not a lot of people know much about, so today's our chance to get to know who you are. So, Fernie, where, uh, I guess, where are you originally from? I'm from uh, Mexico, Jalisco, you know, but I've been living here since when I was uh, nine years old. So I basically grew up here my whole, part of my life, you know, not my whole life, but part of my life. So, um, so now, you know, I'm situated here, I work here, you know, and this is where I'm at now, you know, and I got my whole family here too, as well, so it's, it's, um, it's a good opportunity for me, you know, and becoming someone here, like learning a lot about all these cultures, you know, and bringing my culture here is like, it's challenging you know, for everyone who, mm-hmm. who as an immigrant, you know, but um, uh, all we gotta do is be successful, you know, in life to become someone. Did you ever feel some discrimination when you first moved to California? No, because back then um, it wasn't that much, you know, like as a, like for us to be living here in California, you know, because um, uh, you don't see that many discriminations back in those days, you know, like I'm talking about maybe 20 years ago, you know. But, you know, now it's completely different, you know, like every, I would say like every government is different, you know, like it's always going to, you're always going to have something different and and it's, which is good for for all of us, you know, because this is a country of immigrants, you know, it's not only one race here, you know. We have uh, people from all over the world, basically living here. So, what brought you over to the U.S. in the first place? Well, my mom got here uh, when we lost my dad. You know, basically he passed away, and she immigrated here, and then we came with her. So basically, to find a better life. And since then we've been living here, you know. What did you start out doing when you when you first moved out here? I started going to school. That's, that's one thing I did, you know, right away. You know, finished my high school, went through um, junior high, elementary school, you know, mm-hmm. and basically um, I only went to college for a couple of years. I didn't basically finish it, but. I find an opportunity getting a job, you know, for a company that I work with now. And I'm good, you know, I'm making good money there. So I'm happy and I love to do what I, um, what I, what I do, you know. What first got you into modifying cars? Because I, I think uh, that your Evo 9 is not your first car that you started no, with. No, I, before, 
Well, when they when the evil arrived here in the U.S. back in 2000, what, 2003, 2004, I believe. Uh, I kind of liked the car, you know, a lot because I mean it was something different than all the cars here, you know, because it was one of my dream cars, you know, and back then I didn't have the the money to get get one, you know, because I wasn't working, you know, I, I wasn't making money, you know, I was going to school, so basically my first car was a Evo 10, and I bought it back in uh, 2008, um, and that was my, one of my biggest um, challenges, you know, and that's how I started, like, modifying cars, you know, when I start, when I own one, you know, like, basically, before that, Evo 10, I, I used to have a Honda, you know, a Honda Prelude, but I didn't, I didn't do much to it, you know, I was just keeping it more, like, simple, you know, like a daily, you know, but after the, I owned the Evo 10, I started putting a lot of into it, and then, um, I find, um, that's when I find out Evasive Motorsport, you know, and, since then, I've been going through through them, you know, to um, learning how to modify cars and getting parts from them, and you know, it's kind of like a, made a good relationship with them, you know. What made you do the switch from the Evo 10 to the Evo 9? Because um, when I met Evasive, um, kind of like start buying a lot of parts from them, and then back in uh, two, three years later, um, after I owned that car, um, we put the first kit on it, on the Evo 10, and and they helped me out, so we, and uh, we shoot with Super Street Magazine, and we got featured in, in the Super Street Magazine mm -hmm. as a front cover, so after that, um, was that a Varus kit or a Voltex kit that you had on the Evo 10? No, it was, it wasn't a Voltex kit, it was just a, um, forget the name of it because that company wasn't that it wasn't uh big as, as the Baltics, you know it was more like a a kid that it came out right away when the when they brought the first car you know that for the for the evil 10 you know? yeah it was only around for like two three years and then it just disappeared so basically we started it with that kid and then we kept it we we shoot with super street we we put the car in the front cover, and then after that, we just decided to sell it. And that's when I I bought an S2000 after that, after we sold that Evo, Evo 10. We bought, I bought an S2000 from Evasive Motorsport, from one of the technicians. And then I only had it for like two years. I think, no, a year and a half. And, uh, and then I sold it, and that's when I got the Evo, Evo, Evo 9. And so I bought the Evo 9 back in 2011. So since then, that car's been going through a lot, you know, in a good way. You know? I think I think what I saw, the first thing you might have done to it was get those C28s, those Volk C28s. Or what was the first thing that you did to the 9? Actually, on the 9, I didn't get the C28s, no. I think that was my second set. Mm. Um, I got the Advance TC, uh, TC3. That was my first uh, set of wheels that I got, and I put a suspension, exhaust, intake, you know, just basic, basic stuff, and then 
little by little it started like changing things you know here and there and then i got those c28s after that you know and then i i decided to get that Voltex body kit you know and start buying like i was gonna only get the front bumper and then he basically told me well we had the, the skirts we got the, the fenders everything is on stock you want to get it before everything sells out you know and, and it's gonna be hard to find it you know or to get it you know yeah. so i decided i'm like okay well <laughs> it's kind of like building a puzzle you know like so i start buying all the parts right away and then we start building the car after that so it was it was an amazing challenge for me you know like it's because it was a lot of money to invest but it was worth it at the end though. I mean, that's how I built my car basically after that and then thanks to them and I've been getting a lot of good um, help from other people too though. not just for evasive motorsport did uh, did other people influence besides the did other people influence what you did with the car, or was that all strictly the collaboration between you and Evasive Motorsports? Actually, um, it was I think I believe I only I only can say it was Evasive because I mean since they wanted they always been there for me you know and till now they're always there for me so if i want to do something i know they can help me you know i know they can help me to get whatever i want you know and and because it's, it's kind of like a family to me between me and them you know because i know i know them since 2008 so basically it's always a good challenge though like knowing a good ch uh, place and and I met them when they were like so small, and now they became a big big company now. Yeah. You know, because before they used to have a little shop that that they only can fit like two cars, and now they can fit like five, ten cars. You know, mm -hmm. but it's a big warehouse. And they're known around the world. Yeah, basically, yeah. Featured in several magazines. Exactly. So, and I know the owners. So basically, that's how. I, became good friends with them now, you know. So then you had the Voltex kit on your car. What was, well, I guess, what made you go with your first wrap choice? Because I think once you went with that first wrap, your car got a whole lot more attention. I wasn't planning to do any wrap on my car, you know, because I wasn't into the wrap thing, you know. But when I saw a car in Europe wrap with a half camel and half satin black, that's what it makes me to do my car like that, you know? And that's when I went and talked to uh, Mike, the owner of Basic Motorsport. I told him, I like this wrap, you know? I want to wrap my car like that. So they kind of support me. They were like, well, if you're going to do it, do it, you know? It's your car. We support you. If you're going to do something, just do it, you know? And you got our support 100%. So basically, that's when I, um, I was already a, a, a team member as a team DDR, you know, and that's when I, basically I, I talked to RJ, you know, the vice, vice president of our team, and he knew rap bullies. So basically I got connected through RJ, you know, 
to uh, through uh, rap bullies. So that's when I start talking to the owner of rap bullies. So they're like, "Fuck yeah, you know, we're gonna do it. We can do it. You know, I think we can help you, and we can do anything. You know, whatever you want. So that's why." What was people's reception when you came out with the car looking like that? People, you know, there's another Lambo. It was another Lambo with the same rap. And people were always like telling me, oh, you copied the Lambo. And, you know, that's how I got those people like hating me, you know, like, but I didn't care though. I mean, because honestly, I, I, I didn't copy anybody. The Lambo didn't own that rap. So basically, I can do whatever I want, you know? It was my money. It was not the Lambo's money, you know? So basically, people on social media always do challenge, you know, and you're between your car and another car, you know? And they always, like, do challenge, you know? Like, oh, which one you like more, the Lambo or the Evil? So basically, one time, uh, a page did that and then a lot of people pick my car against the Lambo you know? so the guy who owns the Lambo kind of feel bad about it so he kind of start not liking me you know so that's he started creating drama you know on social media but I didn't care you know because I didn't know that guy he didn't know me you know and I mean that's how social media is sometimes you know like People just bring drama, you know, and they start talking bad about you, they start talking good about you, or they, you know, but it is what it is, you know, I guess. Did you have negative experiences outside of the guy with the Lambo? Other people that were criticizing you or saying anything negative? Honestly, uh, I saw a lot of negative on, on, on the page, but I didn't care though, I mean, I wasn't even paying attention, you know, because uh, that's one thing when you start like getting attention to, from other people that you don't even know, they don't even know you. I mean, how are you gonna end it up, you know, like try to be uh, uh, like talking bad about someone that you don't even know, you know, which is, which is, it's not worth it, I think. It's just let them talk whatever they want, you know. Mm -hmm. This is um, just, I, I think for me, it's like do whatever is best for me. And, and, and if I'm happy, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm, I, I don't have to ask people to agree with me, you know. So, would you consider, I mean, would you consider your car to be a show car? Honestly, I can, I can take it as a, tr I, I can consider my car as a show car, but I mean, at the same time, I can consider my car as a day. I can drive it, enjoy it more on the street, you know? Not only for show cars, you know? Because my car is more functional for me to be driving it on the street. So, like, you know, I can drive anywhere I want, basically, you know, and don't have to tow my car anywhere, you know? And that's how I consider my car now. Did you ever face like any big issues when you were building the car? Any difficulties getting it to where it is now? Like, what were some of the hardest things to do? Um, the difficult things about the build. Yeah. You know, I think it was uh, the kit, the Voltex kit. You know, because I mean, 
when you do something like that, you, you're going to have ish, little issues, you know, because, I mean, nothing comes from the factory. Basically, it's like all these parts that are off the market, you know. So they might do the right thing, but they might have little issues, you know. But <clears throat> yeah, it was, I think it was a rear quarter panel because I was like hitting a lot with my rear tires though, like, because they didn't cut enough. You have to know how much you have to cut for for um, for the tire not to touch, you know, because you, you're gonna put wide wide tires, you know. So basically, you're gonna make the tires go wider, come out more. So basically, the core panel is gonna sit right between the tires. Though, like, yeah. So that's why that was one of the difficult things. You know? Was it hard for you to decide to cut into the car? Did you think twice about getting going well, for wide body? He basically told me that. If I go with that kid, I can't go back again, you know? They're like, they're gonna cut the rear quarter, uh, rear quarter panel and that's it. The car's gonna stay like that, you know? Yeah. You cannot just remove the, the, the kid and then put it back to stock. It's gonna be like that. I mean, they told me already. I mean, before I did that, you know? But I told them, yeah, let's do it, you know? So I agree with that, you know? And you didn't look back? Nah. It is what it is now, you know. Yeah. The car is gonna be like that now. It's, someone's gonna buy it. It's gonna buy it like that. Mm -hmm. So I can't basically go back anymore. Well, speaking of buying, did you ever think about selling the car? If I got a good offer from someone, yeah. Which is I did already, but I can change my mind too at the same time, you know. But, I mean, there's an offer always out there, you know, yeah. but whoever, whoever is going to do it, you got to do it quick, you know, you cannot just think twice or, or tell that person, oh, let me think about it. If he's willing to buy it, go for it, because you're not going to find those kind of people out there, you know, so that's why. Would it be easy for you to let it go? Does the car carry a lot of, like, sentimental value for you? It carries a lot of memories now, but I mean, if I had to go, I had to. If if I had to let it go, I had to let it go. You know, I mean, I always can start something new. You know, like people always tells me a, a a car guy always gonna be a car guy. You know, so no matter what, if I had to let it go, I'll let it go. Did you have any other car in mind that you would wanna, let's say? Switch to? Uh, if I do start a new, a new build, it, it will be like a, a Nissan GTR or a, or a Mazda RX-7. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Still Japanese though. Yeah, it's still gonna be JDM, you know? Is there a reason why that's your that's your brand? Or like, like that's why that sort of appeals to you? Well, cause the thing is about JDM, Cars, it's more like a not luxury stuff, you know. But it's more like culture, you know. It brings culture back to 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 where you live, to where you where you at now, you know. And it's always fun, you know. People always follow that culture, you know. Mm -hmm. Even for the new generations, you know. I met a lot of kids, you know, out there, you know, and they always giving me good compliments about my car, you know, and they love my car. 
you know and these are young people that they just starting um, seeing a lot of stuff from before you know mm-hmm. now they kind of like the stuff you know so they want to continue that culture you know that's why I like JDM more than anything else I mean there's always American muscle cars it's always gonna be here but you know but the culture is different yeah the culture is different yeah mm-hmm. exactly so. but I like more JDM than American muscle so do you, do you consider yourself a role model not really you know I'm, I can just be somebody who um, uh, I would say like inspire other like young people you know because I, I get hit a lot by young people, you know, they want to, they always tell me, oh, one day I want to be like you, you know, if I own an Evo, you know, I want to build my car like yours, you know, I'm like, you never stop dreaming, you know, if you, if you have that goal, just do it, you know. Yeah. It takes time, but you don't never stop dreaming, you know. Don't, don't let anybody stop you, you know. If you had that goal, do it. You know? One day you 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 will own one, and one day you, you're gonna build a car like mine. You know, maybe much better than me. You know? Mm-hmm. But you know, I always tell tell people like that. You know, like all these, I mean, good positive things. You know, like just go for it. You know, if you if you want to build something, if you want to do something in your life, go for it. Did you ever have? an idea that your car would become what it is now because right now you have probably one of the most if not most recognizable evo out anywhere honestly i wasn't even planning i didn't even have an idea that my car was going to be so popular but you know it's just it's just social media now you know it's it's connected all over the world basically you know i mean everything you want to know, you, you will you will know one day, I mean, sometime soon, you know. Mm-hmm. You, it might be not today, but it might be tomorrow, it might be maybe the next day. You never know. I mean, you, you know a lot of things now that we didn't used to know before, you know. Yeah. Because social media is so big now, you know. It connects everybody. So that's why. That does carry some negative too, like you said, people reaching out. Yeah, yeah, it's always the negative stuff too, you know. Mm-hmm. Look what happened with our government now these days, you know. <laughs> it's, it's always negative and positive. Yeah. You know, everybody knows a lot of things, you know. <laughs> you can't hide, you can run, but you can't hide, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's how it is these days now. It know? gets tricky though, because you see someone post something and it's not always the full story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I was going to be somebody who's going to be hating on you and it's going to be negative on you, you know? So, that's why. It's a big challenge, though. I mean, yeah. how we're living now, these days now, you know, it's, everything is, like, connect, connect us to uh, through uh, social media now, you know? But that's how we are now, you know? going back to the car did you ever did you do anything that you regretted doing on the car anything that you could wish you could go back and change i wish i could have kept my car stock you know because when i 
when I bought my car back in 2011, um, I was, I always thought it was going to be my daily, you know, I was going to enjoy the car more, you know, but like I say, you know, I, I'm not, I don't regret anything now. The car, it is what it is now. It is how it is. So I don't, I don't regret did what I did to my car now because I love it now you know I think people love it more now you know and that's why yeah I think so too so so you're a couple more things you're a part of team daily driven revolution right yeah what got you started in in that team I wasn't even planning to join any team I think it was the Red Evil Sergio who got me in because one day I went to a car meet in uh, Corona, mm-hmm. and he kind of I kind of post my car there, and he kind of messaged me. He's like, "Where you at?" I'm like, "I'm here in this event right now." He's like, "Well, I live like 20 minutes away from there, so I'm coming over. I wanted I wanted to talk to you." So he came there, and he was chilling with me. He was uh, kicking it with me, and he's like, "Well." You want to join the team, you know? Um, I can call my friend, you know, which is RJ. So he made that call, and RJ was like, "Yeah, just bring it in." So right away, they took me in, you know. I wasn't even planning. I was. I thought he was joking with me. Since then, I. It's been like I think two years since I became a uh, from that team, you know, Team DDR, which is. It's a good experience for me because I mean, thanks to thanks to them, um, my car get to. I mean, a lot of people started knowing my car after that, you know, like because uh, you know our our vice president does videos for us, you know, so he kind of did a video for me in the Red Evil, mm-hmm. and that's when I started like getting a lot of followers after mm-hmm. that. So like basically, I I earned like. In less than a month, I earned like at least ten thousand followers, which is a lot. I mean, it was amazing, though. I mean, only one video post mm-hmm. can make you get a lot of followers, and it was it, it's a good it's a good way. But I mean, at the same time, I wasn't even expecting something like that. You know? It just happens, it happens, you know? And since then, my car started, like, getting a lot of attention from everyone, you know, basically, you know? So, I mean, you know how it is now. Social media, everything is everywhere, you know? Like, sometimes you don't want to go back, you know? <laughs> go back to when people didn't know much about yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think it's been a, a good experience. That, I mean, for you overall, well known, good team, positive things really being said about your car. Kids going up to you, looking up to you and your car. Yeah, like yesterday, I, I was at the event, and I don't know if you saw another e- black evil. It was parked where I was parked, but it was all the way on the other side. And that kid, that that's a that's a, someone who kind of like came to me and said, dude, you're my idol. I love your car, you know, I follow you. 
no, I'm trying to build my car like yours, but I know I'm not gonna be to that point. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, you got you got an evil, so that's one thing that you should be happy. You know, like. But he was all over me, like, oh, he was like, like, giving me good, um, <clears throat> good, uh, positive uh, things, you know, about my car, and, and I'm like, well, dude. You own an evil, so you're an evil owner, so don't worry about it. You're gonna get there, but you know, just do what what you think is best for you. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters, you know. Don't worry about the rest, you know. Just be happy of what you have, you know. So yeah, I mean that's one of the things that I kind of like about young people, you know. Like they always you you always inspire other people, you know, like what you did and how you how your car is now you know all these little things you know but there's gonna be more though i mean this is not the this is not over yet basically so you're gonna see my car in a different way like i told you i was gonna try to make my car different than others you know it might be not be different but i was gonna try to bring something new for the culture you know? yeah I think you're definitely keeping that culture alive and you're pushing people to do more I think people want to get at the level that you're at and go above and beyond yeah I mean hopefully you know I mean hopefully this culture never dies you know because there's always there's a lot of good builds out there you know like all there's a lot of good people out there that they building different stuff you know and you you see you see the show yesterday and you see all these cars there they were there and how people start building their cars now these days you know all these engine engine bays you know how they look now you know it's different you know you don't see those engine bays before you know now you you, you go to a show and walk around and you see all this whoa the engine seems like it's alive you know like it looks different you know something new for the new generation, basically, you know, and which is good for, uh, because not only me, there's big companies, they push now, you know, and they pushing out so hard now um, for, to build cars like that, you know, to get the cars to the point that, that you've seen it yesterday, though, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of nice cars out there yesterday, which is good though for everyone though yeah makes you makes you push more on yourself that oh shit you know i'm staying behind you know i gotta i gotta push more forward you know that is the good thing about the competition yeah you know? exactly yeah Dude, it motivates you more you know like to do more to your car you know and there's always gonna be something new out there though that you learn from them you know and people learn from you too though at the same time you know which is good though i mean that that, that would that's that's the thing keep this culture alive you know even though some cars are already like discontinued or they're like they don't make those cars anymore you know but they still out there though i mean those cars are more like valuable than anything else though we wish big companies keep their cars, you know, like popular cars in the level that they never gonna stop building cars, you know, like that. You know? 
But it's always gonna be the end, you know, for everything. Yeah. So we're living in a in a world that everything is changing, evolutionary, so fast, you know. So now we see more like the technology. Technology is more like fascinated with um, um, a lot of computer stuff, you know. Like they don't make cars no more like before, you know. You know how it is. You know? Yeah, everything is integrated into the ECU. It's yeah. a whole lot. It's a whole lot harder to clean up that engine bay. There's a lot more wires. Especially now, you know, companies are building more cars for um, uh, for the environment. They, the, you know, not to get the car like get. Um, uh, I would say like. Um, not modified cars anymore. Mm -hmm. They building more electric cars than anything. They're trying to make everything so like easy, you know. Which is different now these days. Now you know, like you're not gonna see no more power on the car. You're not gonna see no more um, muscle uh, engines, you know, on, on a car. You're gonna see more like electric cars, you know? hybrid cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we still here, you know. We still here. This is the uh, the best thing, you know, about our culture, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the JDN culture, you know, and it's, it's gonna stay alive. I, I don't know how how much longer, but hopefully long enough. What would you want to leave people with as far as things that you've learned to close it out? Just to let people know. know um, to keep doing whatever is best for them, you know, and if they want to build something, just do it, you know, don't let anything stop you, you know, I think that's my best advice for everyone. I think that's definitely a good lesson to learn, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and, and do this and tell us more about yourself, because I know people, uh, people want to know a little bit more about who you are and what drives you to, to make your car the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, thank you though for that opportunity though. No problem, man. It's always, it's always good, you know? For sure. Thanks, man. Yeah.